Welcome to the Median Earth Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. Pretty slow news week, hey, Kenton? Yeah, there's nothing to really talk about. <laughs> nothing in the media or anything about movies, no. really? No, it's too bad. only something big had happened yeah. that we could uh, discuss on a on an intellectual level, or emotional <laughs> level, but really... My emotions right. are dead. They're not. They're not buying it. The listeners are not buying it, Kenton. <laughs> of course, we're going to talk about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. I blanked on his name there for a second. It's already happening. We're only a few minutes into the podcast, and I'm already blanking on names. But that's, of course, what everybody's talking about this week. So we're going to get into it. It's um, quite. A, it's quite something. I feel depressed about it. I'm going to be honest. I'm saying yeah. I feel very depressed about the whole situation, and it's weird. I also felt leading into it, I felt depressed about the war in Ukraine, and it just seems like maybe. All of the little things we look forward to, to cheer us up, to take us out of the depressing things. It's like, those are now getting depressing. Things like the Oscars, which are usually like a, (laughs) it's like a light thing that you can forget about life for a few hours and then get back to it. Right. That's what it was. And it it, it is, uh, well, well, okay, wait, let's get into it in a second before. Yeah. We'll get into that. But first, I want to ask you, did you watch? Yesterday, I saw the premiere of a brand new Marvel series on Disney Plus, Moon Knight, starring none other than Poe Dameron himself. Isaac, what's his name? Oscar Isaac. Why can't I remember his name? (laughs) Oscar Isaac, Poe. Kenton, did you watch it? Uh, I did not, but I understand uh, that he moons people. That's his superpower. (laughs) He 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 rides around in cars and he shows his ass to people driving by. Is that true? Yes. How did you know? How did you know? It's just that's the whole premise of the show, Moon Knight. Uh, at night, he does it at night, and it's night N I T E. Yes, that's right. Spelled spelled incorrectly on purpose. Yes. No. Right. It's, it's obviously the new. And I and, and I watched it. Now you didn't watch it. You have no interest in this at all because the uh, last I, one. No, I just don't. Um, this this I do I do not know who this superhero is. I know who Oscar Isaac is, um, and uh, he's been great in some HBO shows. Um, but uh, to me, he's still Poe, and Poe didn't do much. So, <laughs> so I, I sort of associate him with Poe a little bit uh, now. And um, I would I would wait to hear if this is any good. Like, like let me say, when I say I'm not interested in it, off out of the gate, I'm not interested in it. Right. But if you have something to tell me about it that should make me interested in it, then I think I would be. So what well, do you think? What I say, there's only the one episode up. And what I would say is that I'm not also not familiar with the superhero. I have I have tangential memories of like he was involved with the Avengers sometimes and the X-Men sometimes. When I read comics, he would show up and like fight superheroes and then go away. So I was never sure of his backstory. I knew it had to involve multiple personalities in his head. I knew there was some kind of a switch. Um, from the, the story that I saw, the episode that I saw, it's very much a Jekyll and Hyde thing. It is so close to a Jekyll and Hyde. Like there are moments where he blacks out and and then comes back and then something has happened and he loses uh, he loses time just like Jekyll does which one is the bad one Hyde Jekyll I don't know anyway yeah doc, uh, yeah Dr. Jekyll so Dr. Jekyll it's Hyde is the Mr. bad guy Mr. Hyde is the bad guy anyway just like Jekyll so uh that's what this is a lot of it uh the the Jekyll is um uh very mild mannered they even say mild mannered in the description oh very good uh, um uh, He's a, a work. He works at a museum gift shop in London, and Oscar is putting on a very uh, distinct British accent. I don't know what he's going for. It's I don't like it. I don't like the accent. I don't know why it's taking me out of it because I don't think I've ever seen Oscar Isaac do an accent. Um, but it's not for. It's not across the board. He does the accent for this character, but not for the other stuff. So not for Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon Knight doesn't have a British accent. <laughs> 
So I don't think, anyway, I don't think we've actually heard Moon Knight speak yet. Oh, no? Um, but we do see him before the end of the episode. Uh, there is a, also a bit of a Venom element to this, uh, because he hears voices, and the voices sound a lot like Venom, I'm not going to lie, and makes really? comments a lot, a lot like Venom, very snarky and, and very like, Aww. what an idiot, What a why isn't he doing what we want, and what is this all about? So there's a lot of that going on, and I hope that doesn't stick around. I hope something else happens here. <laughs> it's very deeply rooted in Egyptian mythology, which I like. I always kind of like that little, we haven't had that in a while in, in anything, so I kind of like, except for, I guess, The Mummy with, with Tom Cruise, which wasn't great. Uh, so it's okay. The action is good. It's fun. Uh, it, it also, by the way, the villain is, is Ethan Hawke, who looks very creepy. He's doing his best creepy Ethan Hawke in this, in uh. this thing. And, it's, I mean, it's intriguing. I'll keep watching it. I'm not a fan of, like, it's just very obviously it looks like Venom. And I, re- I just – I hope it doesn't continue like that. But it's enough to intrigue me and to keep watching it. And it's of good quality. Of course, like everything Marvel does, the quality is excellent. The all top-notch, just like a Marvel movie, like just as good as you would expect uh, from this franchise. Wow, that's... Uh, hey, keep me, keep me up to date on this. Okay. And uh, maybe I'll... Uh, that's, it sounds like something that I might binge at the end. Yeah, I mean, it, to, I don't know. Again, yeah. I, I just kind of stick with it. I'm kind of watching... The only thing I really haven't watched is The Eternals from Marvel. That's the only thing I'm actually refusing to watch because I tried and it yeah. was just no. Oh. 20 minutes in, I'm like, this is not going anywhere and I don't care about anything. So, so I, I, I abandon it. But, um, but yeah, this is, this is not bad so far. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. And I'm like you, I'm not watching The Eternals either. I don't think you could pay me to do it. I did watch Black <laughs> Widow, which people told me was terrible. Yeah. And yeah, what really wasn't great, but maybe everybody t- saying how bad it was, maybe I actually enjoyed a little more because I was expecting like the lowest of the low. And so when I watched it, I was like, oh, this isn't bad. Like it's, it's, you know, it's not good, but it's also not the worst thing I've ever seen it's, in my life. So, so uh, you know, if you t- if someone were to tell me, or if I were to start watching the Eternals and go, ah, oh, it's a little better than I thought, I might make it to the end. Similar with Moon Knight. If you, <laughs> if, if if you tell me it's crap, I might enjoy it more than if you tell me it's true. good. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. I'll keep up on that. And uh, yeah. yeah. Jada, I love you. GI Jane two. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> That was a that was a nice one. Okay, I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. The big story this week, of course, at the Oscars. Now I didn't watch it live. Uh, did you, Kenton? I was playing catch up. I was about ten minutes behind. Right. So, so your I usual, a, you, P, you PVR yeah, it and then ca- yeah. so you can skip the ads, basically. Right, PVR. Well, and there's, you know, a Sunday night, so I'm getting the recycling ready. Oh, there's so much to do uh, um, on a Sunday night. There's premium cable. There's just lots going on on a Sunday night. But um, I was 10 minutes behind, and so I had a text from a friend of mine saying, what's, what's going on with that whole Chris Rock thing? And I was like, I guess I'll come to it. I guess he did a hilarious sketch. And so 10 minutes later... I came to it and I was like, pardon me. And I, and, and it did seem like a sketch at first, didn't it? Did you think I, that? I did not watch it live. I actually didn't pay any attention to the Oscars and didn't come to it until the next morning. So I'm coming in this from a completely different angle. So I'll tell my side of it. You finish your yeah. side of it. Yeah. So I watched, I watched it and I went, well, that was quite a sketch. Wow. They really choreographed that punch. And there goes Will Smith. He's doing shtick. And I, in fact, I was re, I was fast forwarding through it by mistake. You know, like when you go a little fast after a commercial and then you get, so then I went back 
and I watched it again. And then when Will Smith <laughs> sat down and started, um, and I could read his lips clearly, even though <laughs> even though they but they they had uh, muted it, it was no doubt what he was what he said. It was like hockey players. We're mm-hmm. in Canada. We're used to lip reading because hockey players will do that, and we're so we're used to figuring it out. Um, but uh, that's when I was like, so, and uh, Lupita Nyong'o was sitting behind Will Smith. And she had a look on her face and <laughs> I thought, hang on. So I rewound it again and, uh, and I listened more closely because it went, goes by so fast. And, and Chris Rock, uh, you hear the punch makes a real sound. It makes a re, and by the way, it's not a slap, it's a hit. That's is a it? hit. Close uh, hand? Well, well, they're like, that's a, a slap is what mom does when you reach into the gingerbread jar, right? Like th- this was not that. This was okay. like a hit in the face. And I'm sorry, like I, everyone's like, it's a slap heard around the world. It's harder than a, so I think slap implies something that that was not. Oh so yeah. You, so you hear it and it's whack. Like it's, it's, it's a hard hit. And then uh, Chris Rock just standing up straight again and watching Will Smith walk away and Will Smith like, I, hey, I took care of business looking happy about it and then sitting down and then repeating the line twice. Keep your, my wife's name, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We know, yeah. saying that oh, saying that twice. And then Chris Rock just kind of going, like being shell-shocked. I could recognize the look of shell-shock. And on that stage, I can't imagine what that was like on live TV, I can't imagine. But then he says, just roll, roll the nominees. <laughs> and, they roll, and I'm like, what? And then to me, the most depressing part was the rest, was the rest after that, which is, oh yeah, you stay here, Will. We'll cut, we'll cut away, we'll cut to you guffawing and laughing and having the time of your life for the rest of the Oscars. And we'll even give you an Oscar and we'll give you a standing ovation after, like, um, after the worst speech in the history of Oscars. And, um, and I'll say one more thing, and that is my take on that speech was I'm a winner and I'm a loser. It was winning and losing at the exact same time. Self-sabotage on a scale that I don't think uh, we've ever seen before from uh, an actor who has spent decades making himself look like the happiest, nicest person on planet Earth, ranked at one point number two on the celebrity DBI uh, the Davy Brown Index after Tom Hanks. Oh, all right. That is the degree to which Will Smith cultivated his, uh, and I'm going to say cultivated his uh, likable personality. So, um, and my take on it is, don't punch people with your fists when they tell jokes. And that's the end of the story. You fight back with your. You're a rapper. Fight back with your intellect, with yes. your wit, with yes. your command of the language. By and there's a hundred different ways he could have diffused the situation, yes. which we can talk about. But now tell me your story. <laughs> well, I didn't, again, I was completely offline. I did not pay attention. I've cut my cable a long time ago, so I'm not really, yeah. um, my Sunday night looks a lot different from yours, Ken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Premium cable, then. No, nah, I watched cable. the next day on Crave. I watched last week tonight on Monday. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, so I wasn't really aware of it. I was, I was kind of aware, uh, obviously I saw the Oscars were going on. I saw a lot of other stuff on social media about it, just kind of filtering in. And because I do a lot of movie related stuff on TikTok, I was getting a lot of Oscar related stuff on TikTok, but I wasn't really paying attention. And I was probably watching a movie or watching TV or something with my kids. I wasn't really focused on anything. My mom, all my mom texted me and said at the end of the night, because my mom likes this stuff and she'll watch it. She says, wow, it looks like a real, uh, uh, shit show or something. <laughs> she said, <laughs> 
something like that oscars were a real shit show this year and i'm like oh i didn't see i'll have to check it out i said i'll read a recap in the morning that's all i said i didn't really care about it so then the next morning i wake up and holy shit was it crazy which really proves that nobody cares about it on the night of like that's the thing nobody was watching the night of it had the lowest ratings in history um the oscars have never been less relevant to people and this incident has made it even less relevant to me in my mind i'll get to that in a second um but yeah all and all and there's uh, obviously it, it really there was like immediately a split between the two sides uh there was chris rock as an asshole for making fun of jada pinkett smith's hair problems let me get i'll get into that in a second you're shaking your head and then the other <laughs> side of, of course what you just said about um about will smith and his actions completely unprofessional completely and honestly if he did nothing then he's yeah. fine and chris rock looks like the asshole right like chris rock if if no no i, I know what you're saying i know exactly what you're thinking and i'll get to that but if if will smith does nothing then all it is is a tasteless joke made by chris rock which has happened so many times right i would chris even rock, say the joke is tasteless well, i really fine. wouldn't okay and I, and I also had no idea that she and by the way suffers from alopecia i well, suffer from male pattern baldness Dan. Yes, i suffer right. from it i know you do and um and i don't appreciate your constant uh calling I'm me sorry, chrome dome and cue ball <laughs> i don't appreciate it Dan. don't do that i'm much more subtle I've never slapped you. I've never i'm much slapped more subtle with my bald jokes kenton i think i'm not really that i'm not doing that. anyway um but yeah no it, you're right absolutely nobody like the what i always the phrase i always see in all these articles saying in brackets Chris Rock made a joke about her hair in brackets. She has been open about her struggle with alopecia. Well, that's great that she's been open about it, but I didn't fucking know. Who knows about that? Only people who care about Jada Pinkett Smith, which is fine. All of her fans know it. All the people who care about her know it, and they would know. I guarantee you Chris Rock did not know that, and I guarantee you he's just looking at her, seeing a shaved head, and thinking G.I. Jane 2 made the joke, and that's the end of it. He, it was not a planned joke, right? And And – by any definition, she does not look bad with a shaved head. Sure, G that was also an issue. Yeah, GI Jane, GI Jane is a film about empowerment. Let's just say that as well. well. It's also a very, very old film. So I would say to Chris Rock, come on, man, update your material. That's a very old reach. Uh, uh, I don't think, <laughs> I, you know, I think I read somewhere that somebody said Chris Rock ad libbed that joke, which is yes. possible. Yes, I think but he did. The I, I don't think so. I think the no? Academy. I think the Academy has writers. I think. Um, uh, uh, I know the Academy has writers. Well, of course, because they write I, horrible jokes. Right, and and that sounds like a joke that maybe an Academy <laughs> Awards writer wrote. Fair enough. And 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 maybe there's a list of jokes. Give me some jokes. And, <laughs> and um, I think they're actually. We'll find out. But I, I've heard. I'm trying to remember. I think Jimmy Kimmel. I once heard Jimmy Kimmel say that there's a there's that the writers produce jokes during the show and that there's like a list of jokes there might even be a oh live in the jokes. moment yes. as they're looking at the audience yes. oh yes. shit i didn't realize that you're yes. talking about that yes. okay so, so in the moment they were coming up with jokes based on and what are they feeding they're just putting it up on the teleprompter for them i i believe now i might be wrong about this but i think uh, i heard an interview with jimmy kimmel where he said that they're like how do you uh, you know he's got a writing staff and how do you stay on top of things and what's happening? The writing staff watches it and produces like, and may, might even be printed, a printed list of jokes. Okay. And, and here you go. Here's what we got. And then the host looks at them and decides like, which one of these am I going to tell? And then just goes out with the joke. Okay. So it could, it, it would not surprise me if we find out that that's what happened. But I think, I don't think, I think one of the reasons why nobody wants to go there is because 
somewhere there's a writer who <laughs> like who might have written this and why do you want to drag that person into this and it could have been anybody. It could have been anyone who wrote that joke. And really, it's a failure at yeah. all the levels, right? Every yeah. single thing. People didn't not – nobody yeah. looked at that joke and realized that, that Jada Pickensmith has alopecia and that it's an inappropriate joke. So that's like – that's part of the problem. But I also think it's also part of live comedy, and who cares? It's a joke. Like, there's, there's that aspect of it as well, and I get it. I get that. It's, and a lot of people are saying black women have issues around hair, which I understand, and I'm not trying to uh, demean any of that stuff. No. I understand there are issues around that, but I'm just saying that in this moment, it was – was a joke certainly do not respond with a slap or what will smith did was completely inappropriate and again if he had not done anything and just stayed in his seat then chris rock looks like the asshole and will smith is fine but now oh sorry go ahead no i was gonna say part of the other a part of the equation i think one of the reasons why it may it makes me so depressed <laughs> i mean i've done stand-up and so and i know there's people in the audience who are you got all kinds and um like you know, I've been in the audience uh, in the front row for a Lisa Lampanelli show where she just uh, yeah, tore into me and it was great. I loved it, right? Because it's like the greatest compliment is to be insulted by the comedian. And that is, uh, and that's how I feel about it. But um, for Will Smith to decide, like, and, and hey, we've all been bullied in school. And for me, the part I think that's so depressing is Will Smith looked at the situation he laughed at the Joker initially, mm -hmm. and then she saw, did not look happy about it. No, she was no, very upset about she it. She rolled her eyes. Oh, okay. Um, and she, um, and um, you know, like I don't know, said the key word that means like that that six Will Smith <laughs> or whatever something happened. Yeah. And um, uh, it's like the Manchurian Candidate. You say the phrase, and, <laughs> and the person snaps into the thing. And um, to me, what uh, the most depressing part is, he looked at Chris Rock and he thought. I can, here's someone I'm allowed to hit. Is that somewhere that equation happened in him, whether it was automatic or whether it was uh, uh, um, something he thought about, that to me is the most depressing part. That it's like, I, could I can take this guy and therefore I'm going to hit, hit this guy. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I don't think he would have gone up there and hit Aquaman. I don't think he would have gone up there. You know what I mean? Like there was something about. Depends on who it was, right? If it had been yeah. a different presenter, it wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I hate that. I, yeah. I, I hate the feeling of that. It, it's just, it's, it's, um, you know, I don't know. It's just something that I just never expected to see and wish I never had seen. But I mean, anyone who's done stand up knows that that could be something that right. there could be like, I've been at rumors when there has been, people in the crowd it's never for the opener though it's always for the headliner where the headliner has had a problem with the crowd um and they've had to remove people that's definitely happened where and i don't know i don't think i've ever been in a room where the comedian came to physical blows with someone in one way or another but i do think there's been situations where it seemed like that was shaping up in the room yeah, so, uh, the famous one, of course, yeah. Tom Segura and his yes. uh, his podcast. He talked about it on his podcast when he came to rumors and lost the entire room. The room came, became completely hostile towards him, um, which is yeah, that that is something that happen. happens. Yeah, it yeah. happens for sure. My issue with this, what this whole thing is, has has solidified for me is that the Oscars are not at all about the movies. Who what won Best Picture? Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody saw the movies. No. Um, it it is it is uh, now I've, I've recognized it as a complete marketing campaign for. A 
number of years now, but now it's completely clear that the movies are secondary. All we want to watch at the Oscars are the celebrities getting together, and maybe something like this will happen, right? Uh, it's funny because I do these scene it questions on TikTok. I read these these trivia questions, and the next day, one of the questions about was about the streaker, Kenton. Do you remember who was on stage when the streaker ran across in 1974? David Niven. Yes, correct. I didn't know that, but that was the answer. David Niven. Did you know that because you saw my TikTok? No, I know that because uh, because I'm a student of pop culture history. There you go. But that happened in 1974. A streaker. Somebody ran across the street or the stage naked. Now, of course, nobody was physically harmed during that, no. um, but it did get people talking. And then the same thing happened a couple of years ago with Moonlight with Warren Beatty messed up the name of the other thing. Again, no physical violence or anything like that, but got people talking. These are the things people want to see and nobody cares about the movies. So that's what that's to me. I'm I'm really not caring about the Oscars anymore after this. It's kind yeah, of like this has solidified that for me. I'm done with the Oscars. It's hard to jump on board um, something like like this whole thing. It's hard to jump on board it. And I think you know, to me, one of the sort sort of most refreshing voices was Jim Carrey, hmm. who said that the standing ovation for his Oscar win made him sick, and it and, and it did me too. And it was like this is the world that the this is the fishbowl. These folks live in that that um, even though they've just witnessed you doing something that's inexcusable, that they're then willing to turn on a dime and go, oh, it's the comeback story of the year. I <laughs> think eight minutes later, and 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 it's not the comeback story of the year. He apologizes to everyone except Chris Rock, which is uh, which was a weird choice as well. And I and everybody said that his publicist talked to Will Smith during the commercial breaks. I can't imagine any good publicist saying, apologize to everyone, but not Chris Rock. That was his personal decision not to, not to apologize. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And I think, I think Will Smith could have done a couple things. I think when he first went up there, he could have put his arm around Chris Rock and he could have said, don't, please don't make fun of my wife who has alopecia. And Chris Rock would probably go, oh shit. Like, I'm sorry that I made a joke. I did not know. And I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably how it would have gone. Mm-hmm. I think, and game over. I think he could have gone up to the mic and said something funny about Chris Rock game over. Um, I think there are a lot of things could have happened there and it would have been game over. It would have been fine. I think that um, if Will Smith would have gone up on stage after that, and anybody can make a mistake, you can forgive people for things, right? <laughs> He's not unforgivable, but if, if you go up on stage after something like that, and you've won something, then I think it's, yes, you apologize. You say, um, I, I'm going to get help for the thing that made me do that. Okay, that's good too. And you're going to, and I think you also should say, I, I can't accept this Oscar this way. I can't accept it this way. So I'm going to give this back to the Academy. I'm going to apologize. And I'm going to say, I, I hope I can win this the right way next time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and walk off the stage and do the classy thing. But then, um, you know, it was kind of like, um, you know, I'm a, you know, and then the, you get, we had footage of him at the after party dancing to Getting Jiggy With It, which is a terrible song. I know. Anyway. It's his worst song. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's just, although Men in Black is terrible. Watch that video. It's just absolute garbage. <laughs> Where he's dancing with the aliens. You know, there's a really like this awful. trend of him doing these songs yeah. for movies like Wild Wild West and like to all these movies that he did. And he kind of realized like how many of his movies were really crappy. Um, this has changed yeah. my perspective, my opinion on Will Smith. I don't yeah. know, like certain for certain actors, because of things they've done, I can't watch Kevin Spacey in a movie, for example, because of the things he's done. I don't know how I'm going to act. I was never a huge Will Smith fan to begin with. I mean, I can't think of the last good Will Smith movie I saw. 
Good Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> in that. <laughs> no, Come I'm on. just kidding. No, the one where he um the one where he like gives uh, eight pounds where he gives away his body parts to people because he caused what? the remember that one seven pounds. 11 pounds, two ounces. Um, it's about, uh, he he uh, is texting and driving, and he because of that, he kills people in an accident, and then he oh donates God. his body parts to people, specifically to people who need it. Woody Harrelson needs his eyes, somebody else needs his heart, <laughs> and he kills himself so that he can give people his body parts. That's what the movie's about. Wow, that's quite a story. <laughs> 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 anyway, and the funny huh. thing is about all of this, of course, they had all their pre-planned content ready to go. So every time I launch Crave, I see King Richard, Will Smith, yeah. Academy Award winner. I'm like, I don't want to watch it because of what happened. I don't want to watch it. But I, I, I was gone. You know, I did. I didn't tweet this before the Oscars, but there was two films that I had no interest in watching um, at all. I can't bring myself to do it. I, maybe I never can. One is West Side Story because it's a remake of a classic, wonderful film. It's very and good, like, yes. And, and I'm like, uh, ec economic theory is um, everybody should spend their time doing what they do best. And Steven Spielberg does not do remakes best. And he should not, he get, he's got original movies in him that are, that are incredible. And why is he spending his time on a remake of a great, of an already great musical? I right. don't get it. Um, the second thing, the second movie was King Richard. And I thought for a number of reasons, and I said, the first thing is most people just think it's Shakespeare when they see King Richard. <laughs> That's what they think it is, right? It's right. like, I'm not going to watch this Shakespeare. Okay, then the then it's like, uh, then you find out it's about the Williams sisters. And I'm like, why isn't it called Venus and Serena? Why is it called King Richard? Like, I just don't, uh, uh, there's something about the angle on that, that, that I, okay, like, uh, and everybody tells me his performance is great in it. And I, I believe them. But there's just something about, about the whole thing as a package that I just, going in, I was not interested in. I agree. I When I saw the previews for that, I'm like, why are they focusing on the dad? Like, I didn't even know their dad was a thing. I know they had a dad, obviously, but yeah. is it their dad that drove them to this? Isn't this the same story that we've heard a million times? Tiger Woods' father, however many of these yeah. athletes, they dedicate all their time, they drive them. Like, it's a story we've heard a million times. So I don't, I'm not really interested in it. I do, like, I'm interested in Serena and Venus and their lives. I would like to see that story told, but not necessarily from that angle of the father. So I agree with that. And I honestly don't even know what else was nominated i know dune won six because again crave tells me dune won six i liked dune it's excellent i thought that you know it's it's the one cinematic movie we had this year nothing else really came close to being that good as far as technical shots and everything goes so of course it won um but yeah again i'm not i don't know anything else i don't care about anything else no i uh and what you know one of the other unfortunate things is that i mean coda for instance, is um, an interesting, looks like an interesting film. And uh, the, the main actor who won just looks like an absolute delight. I, I like, just seems like the nicest, like legitimately the nicest person ever. And um, after the punching incident, the hitting incident, um, I couldn't pay attention to what was happening anymore. And even Questlove, he won for his, do his excellent documentary. I don't think it was the best documentary of the year because I saw a hundred of them. And I think The Rescue is the best documentary of the year. But Questlove went up there and he forgot what he was saying and said, I'm just going to thank everybody after. And everyone kind of laughed. But because I think it was the shock of what everybody had just seen. Everybody mm -hmm. was confused. Um, and then for the rest of the Oscars, it, the whole time, it was like, what are we watching? What's happening? Why are we still doing this? Why is this not yes. being addressed? Right? We could, yeah. I could not concentrate on anything else. I think most people are the same way. I don't remember hearing a single thing 
um, at, um, that somebody said in their acceptance speech after that. I don't remember. After mm -hmm. Questlove forgetting what he was saying. And by the way, during that, I haven't seen this really much online, but I watched it again. And during that, you see Chris Rock and he's kind of looking at the ground. Like we've all had that feeling when it's like, I made an ass of my, you know, or something bad happened, um, you know, and now I'm called upon to do this thing, but I feel bad inside. And you could tell that he sort of had that. Then I, he looks up into the audience at somebody, what, what would it be over to his left? He looks up and he goes, and he kind of shrugs and goes like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know. So there's somebody in the front who he looked at and went, mm, and you can sort of see him do it when you watch it, when you watch it again. So the other Adam thing Sandler. That, it was Adam you know, Sandler. And, you know what the other weird thing? I don't think Adam Sandler was there. No, I don't think actually. So. No, he has not made the, the, the sequel to The Water Boy where he's nominated for an Oscar, unfortunately. But there, there was a there was um something else that I that I have to point out about this too, because to me, the main thing that I thought when I saw the beginning of the Oscars was, oh, they've set up the lower stage like a comedy club. It's going to be more like a comedy club. And was it ever? It was more like a comedy club. And I think maybe even the stage was lower. Maybe, maybe the, uh, the audience part was raised. It was hard to tell. But I think that the intimacy they were after might have also facilitated the ability, the feeling that one could go up there. Mm. And um, yeah, because usually it's a bit of a trek, right? You see them yes. walking. And remember Jennifer Lawrence chipped on her dress going up the stairs that time. Like it's not yeah. usually an easily accessible position. So for Will Smith just to be able to stride over, they're really in just a few steps, right? It didn't take yeah. him long to get over there. Um, yeah, well, that's true. I also heard lots of other things. It was generally just a bad uh, broadcast as far as like they, they had pre-recorded some segments yeah. and then cut them in with the live segments that people could tell and it was really poorly done. All kinds of stuff like that happening. Well, apparently Reese Ahmed, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, yeah. but from Star Wars, from yep. Rogue One, one won an Oscar for short film. Did you know that? I did not. And no, nobody knew it because they buried it. And he is like an unknown actor. <laughs> and He's they, a big name, they, yeah. Yes, they didn't show him. I, I guess they showed a clip of him accepting it. But um, yeah, that's a, that was a terrible decision. Uh, I'm, I understand that In Memoriam was as bad as always. Yep. Uh, but once again, that was, and I saw Bill Murray walk out and say something but it, once again it was like nobody could concentrate on what was going down um they had the anniversary of um godfather and uh i like how uh, robert de niro and al pacino come out and robert de niro wasn't in the godfather part one i just need to point out i think and, i agree yeah. right and neither one of them said anything okay that's weird like i just think there's this whole what they just stood um, there yeah yeah they just stood next to francis ford coppola Oh, like it's kind of like uh, like they were getting ready in case Will Smith ran up or something. Like, I <laughs> or don't like, know. They're like uh, they're like the henchmen, they're like the goons to yeah. his. Uh, he's uh, the the Don Corleone, and they are the they're like Sonny and what's his name? Um, yeah. And oh so, wow. So uh, and I also want to point out that uh, Pulp Fiction it was celebrating an anniversary, uh, which lost the Oscar to Forrest Gump. <laughs> By the way, Forrest Gump was not there to watch the anniversary no? of of um of Pulp Fiction. And um, they were the ones who announced that Will Smith had won. And that once again, they seemed um, too buoyant <laughs> for the occasion. They seemed a little too happy and pumped 
for Will Smith to win. And I get, I get it. I guess you're in this in the moment and it's hard to know what to do, but the optics of this whole thing for the rest of the show, I and we're hearing from some of the hosts too, like Amy Schumer and mm-hmm. Wanda Sykes mm-hmm. saying that they felt, um, they felt uh, they had PTSD for the rest of the show. And I don't I get, how are you going to go out there and do hilarious gags when um, that's just taken place? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, everybody works hard on that show all year long. They worked hard in the movies. And this was the net result. This could yeah. be the end of the Oscars. It really could be. Is it and the end of Will Smith? Um, he sure doesn't have that glow about him that he had um, as a celebrity that he had last week. Yeah. So I, um, he's probably working on films right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, he is. Like he's got probably yeah. his next 10 years scheduled out. But Will, like we saw how quickly Kevin Spacey went away and these other people who can get quote unquote canceled. This isn't the yeah. same thing as that. This is like, again, it's, it's in reaction to a real thing he did on, on yeah. live television in front of everybody. So, I mean, I think he should obviously, it, he needs to, you're right. Everything you said is exactly right. He should have handled it that way. He didn't. Now he has to kind of, just kind of assess i think you should lay low i don't think you should whatever movie is next coming out please postpone it i don't want to see will smith on the big screen anytime soon i think we should take a break from will smith um and but and i think you're right the oscars should reassess what they are and maybe come up with something new come up with a new way because this is not working anymore it's not getting people excited about the movies that's what it's supposed to be doing and it's completely failing at that kind of stuff. Because I now have, like, there have been a number of years now that I have not seen movies because I missed the Oscars and I don't feel like it's worth watching. Like, I still haven't seen yeah. No Bad Land. No Bad Land. Because I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I did see that one. And yeah. it is a good movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you're right. There's and, and they made Best Picture nominations for 10 films. Mm-hmm. And it's way harder. Like, it used to be doable to see five. Mm-hmm. You know, you could watch five the week before or if you needed to and be okay. Yeah. Um, but now, and, and movies are such a niche thing now. So well, they're also like, not. Yeah. Sorry, it used sorry. to just be a, a, like general entertainment that we could all go see. And now it's, yeah. and now we just pick and choose. Yeah. And they're also opening it up to like, I think Apple TV plus was, was yeah. uh, what made Coda. So that was the first Oscar for them. Netflix still hasn't won an Oscar apparently. So that right. we're starting, now they're starting to loosen up those rules about being in theaters, I guess. You don't have, it doesn't have to be a theatrical release or I don't know how those rules are, are, um, but anyway, I think they should just scrap the whole thing and come up with something new. I think that's the time it's been what a hundred, almost a hundred years now. Come on guys. Let's do something it's so, new. It's- it's so unfortunate and sad, though, that this is mm-hmm. what it kind of comes to. It does, to. yeah. And I think, I, I mean, we're going to find out. Uh, they said the process is going to take three weeks for the Academy to do an investigation. And you're like, okay. Um, and I think uh, the more and more that, the, that, that its reputation and its everything it does is called into question, the more it's being called upon to do something meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that thing is. I think that I actually think that Will Smith, there's only one thing he can do, and that's go on an Oprah interview. And I think we're going to see an interview with Oprah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's inevitable. Um, and probably Oprah wants to interview Chris Rock too, but I'm less convinced that Chris Rock would be willing to do that. He might be at a certain point, but I don't think now, I don't think he is now. He did stand up last night. Did he? And oh. yes, he did and in Boston. And he said, his opening line was, how was your weekend? Which is funny. <laughs> and then he, um, and then he said, you all, you all want to talk about that thing. And he goes, I'm still processing it. He goes, I, uh, the time, he goes, the time will come when I talk about it. Uh, TMZ has a clip by the way. Okay. And he goes, it'll be, maybe it'll be funny. Maybe it'll be serious, but we'll see. And he goes, and I wrote some other jokes. 
for you. I spent lots of time writing some other joke. So it, it was, it was, it's a funny beginning, but we, he truly didn't like, he didn't come out and say one thing or another, which I think is the, the smart way to play it right now, because how could you, how could you be, if that was you and you, you became this meme overnight and it was your assault on the stage that becomes the meme. Like, I, you know, this is like a black mirror scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, Jim Carrey said that he would he would have sued Will Smith for two hundred million dollars. He would have announced on on Tuesday that that's what mm-hmm. he or Monday, maybe that that's what he would have done. And I do think I think the the on a live TV show watched one of the biggest shows of the year. Um, I think, you know, that's probably, you know, you sue for two hundred million and you get fifty million or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there there's. There's really, um, I think that if that were he to do that, I do think there would be damages um, paid to him. Well, and it's not really necessarily about the money because it's not like Chris Rock is well, hurting no. for for money, but it's about the the point of it is to to say this can't happen, this is not acceptable, yeah. and this can't happen, and he should be punished for for what he did. Yeah. Um, but we'll leave it there. I don't want to continue on. We'll see how this goes, and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later when when they do make a decision, mm-hmm. and we'll see how that finishes up. But let's let's finish up with some recommendations this week. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Um, a friend of mine told me about on HBO Max. There's a show called "Our Flag Means Death." So, Are you going to gonna say that one? That was going to be mine too. Yeah, let's oh, no talk way. about it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I have it written okay, down right so, here. So we both agree, "Our Flag Means Death." Somehow, this was under my radar. I had no idea that it existed. I watched the first episode. Restarby, take a Waititi. Uh, uh, is that supposed to be a surprise? I think he doesn't show up until like the third episode, I think. Uh, it? Or is it the first cl- episode? Uh, it's clear early on that um, I think uh, I, I think if you see any promo and I saw a trailer, uh, I don't think that's... I, do I did not see a trailer, actually. I saw the image and I saw Reese Darby and I'm like, I love yeah. him, I'll watch it. And that was all I had going in. So I also went in very cold, but continue. Plus Cabin Boy. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I'll say. It's great. <laughs> it's a delight. Did you different watch different all of time period than Cabin Boy, maybe. It's about yeah. pirates. Um, no, but I yeah, think it's, it's hilarious. I, th- I think Chris Elliott could have a walk on. Oh, and sure. Be, yes, and it would be In fact, delight. there's one character that reminds me a lot of Chris Elliott, although it's yeah. Spud from Train Spotting. So there's a lot yeah. of familiar faces on this show. There is Taiko Ititi. There are uh, Spud from Train Spotting. Who else is there? A couple other names I've, I've recognized. Uh, and it is about Reese Darby's this character who's like, and it mm-hmm. takes place in the in the late 1700s, so the age of pirates, like when all this was really, really happening. And Reese Darby is this um, rich, kind of effete, uh, you know, eight, 17th century person who doesn't, who wants to experience being a pirate. And so he decides to build his ship and become a pirate. And it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. I love it. Yeah, it- uh, how did how did I not know that this I don't existed? Know. How did how did a friend have to tell me about this instead of me knowing? Uh, given all of my previous viewing habits, <laughs> well, I thought for sure. I mean, I thought you would have seen it. I thought for sure uh, because you are much more on the HBO stuff than I am. So I thought you, this would would definitely come across the radar. I'm surprised to know that that you didn't know about it coming into it no. but yeah it's a really good like i love it is kind of this one of these shows similar to that one with the vikings where it's like modern dialogue in a in a historic setting right so it's very very modern um way of speaking and it's it's fun it's interesting and refreshing and it does remind me a little bit of 
I just watched, um, what was one, Stardust. Do you remember Stardust? Speaking of Robert De Niro, uh, Robert De Niro and Stardust. Do you remember that? Where he's the captain of that airship, and it's a flying ship through the air, but he's got a closet full of clothes, and he likes to try on... <laughs> boas and all kinds of frilly things and that's like that is his secret that he's not a big tough pirate captain he is this guy who also likes very soft fabrics and very kind of feminine things and that's okay in the in the sh- in the movie it's okay and it's okay in this too but he struggles with that this captain reese darby uh struggles with that i can't remember his name what's his name oh um steed 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 right. Which I'm is sorry, a, did you say you saw all, you've seen all of them? No, I've only, I, uh, three or four I think, at this point. Okay. I'm kind of uh, spacing it out a bit. So I, they're very good and I don't like watch them all at once. I like kind of take time with it and remember how funny they were. So it's just so enjoyable. Oh. Uh, don't, don't do what I did, which is if you go to IMDB, you're going to learn something. And don't, <laughs> okay. don't go there because uh, there is, um, there's an actor who shows up and um, why, who I personally could not recognize. Oh, okay. All right. And, um, after you're done, in okay. case, I, I think eventually you do, you would recognize the actor, but I'm going to, that's all I'll say. And There's a um, lot of prosthetic makeup going on here. <laughs> well, you know, if you're a pirate, you're covered in hair, ass, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's lots going on. Right, there, right. right. Even Spud doesn't so, look like Spud. Like he yeah. looks very different. Yeah. And there's, uh, and the, the story has twists and turns. Yes. And, but it, uh, you know, it's all, it's a good hearted show. And uh, it's, it is funny, like bringing pirates to the modern, using modern language. And like, mm-hmm. and like um, the captain kind of being concerned about people's feelings and things like that. It's just, it's a, uh, it's an inspired little, uh, little TV show. And, yeah. uh, and, and the, the production standards remind me of Cabin Boy as well. <laughs> Look, it looks like Cabin Boy. It, it really does, does a lot. Yes, yeah. it does. There's a lot of ship yeah. board stuff. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, for sure. Watch it. It's awesome. Uh, okay, that's going to do it. That's it for this episode of The Meaning Nerds. I'm Dan Vettabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. 